Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to Work in Progress, the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I am your host, Joanna. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode on Work in Progress, our personal productivity podcast. I'm your host, Joanna. And today, this holiday season, we are bringing you a New Year's special. So I'm super excited to be joined by one of our hosts, Marie, to chat about resolute beginnings. Now, I know New Year's resolutions can be a topic of contention and everyone's got their own opinions about it. We either hate them or we love them. But today, hopefully our goal is to try and help you create a roadmap to your best year yet so hi Marie hi how are you today fine thank you how are you I'm good thank you it's so good to have you back on yeah it's been a while it has I actually think that it was in July I believe so that we last had our little recording and we talked about toxic relationships I believe that was fun that was very fun (laughs) I did love it we were very real so hopefully we can bring the same energy today to goals to goals yeah we love goals love goal setting my favorite thing (laughs) awesome so as you know we've got our have you met marie section but i've spiced it up a little bit today so we're not going to be asking the normal questions i've got a few different ones thank you so my first one for you is what is your favorite cuisine this is really hard because i eat almost anything like i will eat really just anything but (laughs) if I could pick like top three because it's hard to pick like just one yeah it's got to be Chinese um Italian and I reckon Spanish Spanish oh I feel like I don't have that much Spanish food like I would have to intentionally go to a place Mm -hmm. that serves Spanish food yeah I think I just really love how Spanish food has a lot of like acid with the fats and I love that combination so much because the acid cuts a lot of fat like yeah oh well the one thing that I love is so this isn't really Spanish but it's like in the realm in Argentina Argentina in Argentina (laughs) they have this hot dog called choripan and it's essentially just like chorizo um in a hot dog bun with chimichurri and salsa criolla and I really love that like Yum. acidic with the fats yeah. which is something that I don't get enough from regular hot dogs so I really love fats. That sounds really good. Well mm. my palate is not as refined as yours as you could tell by the fact we were talking about happy meals before. Oh come on happy meals <laughs> are great. Well I just we were saying I just want the apple slices. <laughs> I'm a simple gal. Just want the little things. It is so much easier to be simple. Yeah. I wish I was more simple. No, I wish I knew half the words you were saying when you were talking about <laughs> that. Like you were talking about a salsa and I was like, oh my God, words. But it Please sounds so, so cool. Like it's just really extravagant sometimes. Yeah. 
Um, and I wish I was a little less extravagant, but I, I am who I am. Well, I feel like in Melbourne, it's good to be extravagant because there's so many different food options. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It makes exploring food really, really fun. Yeah. And before you were giving me a recommendation on a cafe and you were like, it's not too extravagant because it's hard to find yeah. things here that are not extravagant. Yeah. Yeah. I do love simple things too. Yeah. Um, it's just hard to find in Melbourne, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do love like cool little spots. Mm -hmm. I've gotten used to the extravagance. That's why I crave some mm -hmm. McDonald's yeah, for apple sure. slices. I do crave Maccas from time to time. Yeah. Like there's a time for Maccas. Oh and yeah. It it's gonna be a time. Yeah, definitely. Can agree. Um, cool. So next one is if you could travel to one place that you haven't been before, where would it be? Greece. Greece, hundred percent Greece, oh, Greece. Um, yeah. and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, Mykonos or like yeah. uh, Santorini or something like that." But I really, really want to go to Athens because of all the like history and the culture, yeah. and um, I think the architecture is just amazing. So that's somewhere I really want to go. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's a beautiful place. Yeah. Where's somewhere you want to go? Oh wow, the tables have <laughs> turned. Um, oh, one place I want to go, like. Morocco <gasps> sounds really fun. For like the colors yeah, and yeah. the food, I feel like that would be really yeah. Cool that's place definitely to go. my bucket list too. Yeah. yeah, lots of places, but like they're so like niche, and I would have to literally travel the world to kind of oh, yeah. get to all of them. Percent, yeah, yeah, they're so random. Mm -hmm. But yeah, anyways, music. I'm gonna ask you what your favorite song is by Taylor Swift because oh, I know you love Taylor Swift. I think really hard again. <laughs> top three top three the lakes from folklore yeah deluxe if i'm not wrong the yeah. lakes um it's just the most beautiful love song ever just wanting to go away to the lakes the lakes because you don't feel like you belong in regular civilization where like so the lakes where all of the poets went to you know write in solitude it just sounds very calming i'll be a little bit boring but boring sometimes is good yeah. and the view like I don't know how anyone would get tired of the view and then I think Cowboy Like Me from Evermore which is another very heartbreaking love song I love heartbreak <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, it, I just feel like it drives you sometimes mm. it, it like drives you to to like learn things about yourself so I feel like heartbreak is underrated um, cowboy like me and the third one has got to be I think it's got to be this is hard this is really hard didn't really think this one through um, I'm gonna say right where you left me or Dear Rita from Midnight's. Okay. Yeah, right Where You Left Me from Evermore, which is another song about, surprise, heartbreak. heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> but she just, that woman does it so well. Heartbreaking songs. Oh, she yeah. writes them so well. She does. Um. So that's not my fault. That's actually hers. <laughs> yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> Love that. I've actually never heard of those Taylor Swift songs. I need to catch up because yeah. I'm going to Taylor Swift gotcha. next year. Yes, with me. With you. Yes, so exciting. Um, And I will be very embarrassed if I don't know at uh, least 80% of the songs. I'll give you my playlist. I Yes, yeah. I will need <laughs> hours and hours to listen to it because I can imagine it's long. E mm, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, 
she has a lot on her discography. So there you go. Yeah, she, she does actually. Mm-hmm. I will do my homework. I will. I'll help you with that. Thank you. I'll be your assistant. mentor. Your, your yeah, your little tutor. Lovely. <laughs> Test me on my knowledge. <laughs> Great. Well, I've got a couple more for you. So my next one is, do you have a hobby or anything that you do in your spare time? I have too many hobbies, actually. Um, So in my spare time, I do freelance photography, but I also do a lot of like hobbyist photography stuff that I don't get paid for and I'm not planning to get paid for. And it's just things that I want to take photos of. And um, lately I've been working on like a series of Polaroids that's just um, a mix of things that seem lively and also things that seem mundane and kind of just, um, just, what's the word for it? Moody kind of like this. okay. Ominous. Ominous. Yeah. Um, So that's something I've been working on. Uh, and apart from that, I think like cooking, cooking yeah. is like one of my biggest hobbies of all time. I really love learning about food science. I feel yeah. like it just, it's not a nerd thing. It's just, it's just, it, I feel like it helps you wing, wing your cooking a lot better. Mm. Like you don't need to stick to a recipe if you understand a bit about food science, even yeah. just like the basics. And then you just look at a recipe and then you can just wing on your own. Yeah. Um, so it's really fun. And then you can kind of just tweak recipes like how you like it to your own taste. And it's hard to go wrong when you understand the basics of food science. So I really like learning about that. Yeah, I agree, actually, because I often see my mom cook and she rarely ever has a recipe, Mm -hmm. if ever. And she's often just like adding things. And it's like really cool to see people do it in like a very intuitive way. Yeah. And you're veg too, right? Yes. Yeah. Love experimenting with vegetables because I hated vegetables as a kid. Didn't want to eat a single vegetable. Yeah. But now that I've grown older... I know that vegetables are better for me, so I'm trying to work them into my diet a bit more, but I'm trying to make them, like, as exciting as possible, you know, Mm -hmm. and not just, like, boiled broccoli or something like that. So that's something I really love doing, too. Agree. I feel like I need to get an air fryer. Oh, I don't use air fryers. I feel like that could be good, but also not good Mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah, I feel like air fryers, they are good for specific types of people, um, and they can be good for like if you have a very, very busy week and you just, That's true. yeah, and you barely really cook for actual cooking and for cooking a ton of like, a, like bulk at one go. I don't feel like air fry is the good, like is going to do a good job at that. But for like reheating things really quickly, single self stuff, I feel like air fry is really good. Yeah. 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 For me, it's just not for me though. Cause like That's it fair. takes up a lot of countertop space i just don't have that i'd rather use my oven yeah that's already there yeah i feel like it might make me lazy if i'm just like chuck it in the air fryer for real i used to have an air fryer um when i was in uni and um all i lived off of was like frozen nuggets and chips oh no yeah because it was just there it was easy it was really convenient and i just go like oh well i don't have to get maccas yeah i can just do it at home and then that's all i eat so okay maybe i won't do it for anything (laughs) i'll leave that for now 
Um, cool. Well, last question, which is like my favorite one. Um, what is your favorite holiday? Favorite holiday? Like, oh, you're talking about like um, just in general or like past holidays that I've had? Like in general, like Christmas, Easter, New Year's. Oh, this is hard. I love holiday season. Yeah. Um, it's got to be between Luna New Year, Christmas, and maybe not Easter. So Christmas or Luna New Year, I feel like. Ooh. Luna New Year sounds really interesting just because yeah. I love different cultures mm-hmm. and how they experience holidays. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I grew up with like all of this Luna New Year tradition thing. Apparently yeah. different countries have different traditions and I didn't realise that until coming here where I met other Asians yeah. that didn't have the same traditions that I did. Yeah. So that was really interesting to see. Um, so I really love that. Oh, that's very interesting. Um, and I know that mooncake is a part of that tradition, uh, is it? It's part of um, the mooncake festival, but okay. not Luna New Year. That, so Ooh. that's, I believe it's like autumn. Oh, autumn okay. festival, something like that. Interesting, because <laughs> I love mooncake. It's oh, delicious. You do? Yeah. That's like I rarely hear that. Like really? do you like the like the traditional mooncake? It's got like I think the red bean. Oh yeah, paste yeah, in yeah, it, yeah. Which I really like. I love the I'm not sure if it's like a pastry, but like it's just so nice. And Is it the so, brown one? Yeah. Yeah. And it's oh, got wow. like a little pattern. It's normally in like yeah. that circle. Yeah, that's right. Shape. Yeah, yeah. And it's so cute. Yeah. It might have like a little fish on it yeah. or something. Now there's a lot of like different kinds of mooncakes as well. Yeah. They have like snow skin mooncakes, which Ooh. are like mochi mochi exteriors instead of that brown, crusty, pastry. Crusty. <laughs> it is pretty crusty. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah, in yeah. In a good way. Instead of that brown exterior, it's it's a mochi exterior, which is interesting. And then inside, it's some kind of ice cream or like cream or something oh. like that. And it's frozen. Yeah. I need that. That yeah. sounds like it's yeah. very up my alley. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's really, really good. Okay. Okay, you've like put that in my head. I can't get it out of my head now. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm making a mental note of that. That sounds really good. Okay. Just had, had a moment. Um, awesome. Well... That's our little section done. So I think we can jump into our interview questions now, Marie. So my first one for you is how would you define a goal or what do goals mean to you? I would define a goal as a calculated aspiration. I think that's pretty apt. It is a calculated aspiration because we aspire to do things all the time, but that remains an aspiration just an aspiration until you make a plan to do it you set some goals and that's calculated yeah Yeah. no I feel like that makes sense like Mm -hmm. you've got something you want to do but the fact that you're making a goal out of it means there's a plan attached to it yeah so like for example I could aspire to I could aspire to get married you know, it's an aspiration of mine, yeah. but it's not something I believe to be necessary in my life. Mm-hmm. It's just something that I aspire to have. Um, and therefore, I wouldn't like set a goal to like meet someone or date around with the intention to marry. And that's not like that. I feel like that's the distinction there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, exactly. A goal is intentional. Yeah. A goal's intentional for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Well, I feel like that's a good base point for us to work off. So what do you think is meant by the process of goal setting and what would those characteristics look like? I feel like the characteristics of goal setting, it requires a lot of um, consistency, first of all. Requires consistency, again, intention. Um, and tracking it is really important in goal setting. I feel like these are the three main things in the process of setting goals and also just evaluating your life. So I just said three, but really it's four. Maybe it's even five, okay? <laughs> like, um, yeah, I just, I feel like in the process of goal setting, the, the most important thing is evaluating your life and how you want your future to be. That's the first step you've got to yeah. do to in the process of goal setting. And then the next things come, which are tracking it, um, um, comparing it to your long-term aspirations and goals, um, deciding which goals are more important because you might decide that some goals are not as important um, in the long run and you might decide that they are going to be soft goals. Um, so I feel like those are the traits of goal setting. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like the fact that you said there could be four, there could be five, there could be six means that goal setting is very personalised. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 100%. I feel like a lot of people go about goal setting, like what's the cookie cutter way to set goals. Yeah. But it's really important to like take a look at how it fits into your life and how you live your life. Because the, the matter of fact is... Everyone operates differently. Yeah. 100%. And you've got to kind of know how you operate on your own to to be able to set your goals. For example, I feel like a lot of people say, oh, three or four goals or five even strong goals are like that's a good baseline. That's a good start for New Year's resolutions or something like that. But I know that I get way too overwhelmed in setting five goals for myself, especially yeah. if they're strong. So I have to set like one or two strong goals and the rest can be like maybe soft goals for me to work on where if I even complete 50% or 75% of it, I will still reward myself and pat myself on the back. And then the one or two will be at the top of my mind, will be my priority. And I also know that maybe not everyone works this way, but I know personally, I can't, I can't like fault myself for not completing the goal or not achieving it because that will just make me spiral and feel really, really bad. And that's just going to kind of, that's just going to be less productive in the long run for like next year or something like that. I'll be like, I don't want to do this anymore. What's the point in setting goals? Yeah. Um, whereas some people might be more, more motivated by the idea of like avoiding failure, you know, and they that might um, urge them to do better. Yeah. Where I don't work like that, whereas I don't work like that. So it's going to be really different for everyone, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like we can look at SMART goals as like a base foundation yeah. for like how to build off your goals. But personally, I feel like SMART goals don't work for everyone. It can mm -hmm. be like a good 
point of reference to be like, okay, this is what my goals should roughly look like. Yeah. Um, but like you said, like everyone's different. Everyone's going to work in a different way. Some people like specific goals. Yeah. Um, like using smart goals. And some people need something a bit more vague, something that they can shape and reshape. Yeah. I'm not sure if you will agree with oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. And some people, some people change them minds a lot throughout the year a lot goes on in a year it sounds like a short time but it's 12 months and realistically anything can happen within those 12 months and things can change big life changes happen and your goals might shift around within that time and that's okay um and you've got to kind of like reevaluate that um i feel like on a monthly basis it's not, again, it's not a hard and fast rule. It's just as life goes on, you might have to do it and that's okay. Yeah, 100%. And I guess that's when we can maybe talk about like pre-planning. Oh, yeah. Um, do you believe in pre-planning for things at all? or Because I know there's pre-planning, there's planning, and then there's actually doing. Do you <laughs> believe in all those kinds of stages? I do believe in them. I do believe that they work and they're important, but I also do believe it's highly dependent on the individual. Some people, again, just thrive better by doing things on the go and that's their life. I personally, depending on what it is, like sometimes sometimes I've got a pre-plan. Like, for example, if I'm going on a ship, I find it very important to pre-plan these things or if let's say eventually at some point if I'm gonna start a family or get married I'm going to have to pre-plan that yeah I'm going to have to think about every possible scenario and figure out what is going to happen and obviously that's not that's not going to that's not going to be like fail proof you know like something's bound to happen that I wouldn't have expected but it makes me feel more safe yeah um so yeah again highly dependent on the individual I feel like um I hope that answers your question no it definitely does like there are some things in life that are that major that you need to pre-plan for and you need to make sure you're ready for do you do any pre-planning um I don't really think of it as pre-planning I just think of everything as planning because planning yeah. seems like it just naturally comes before. And then oh, yeah. pre-planning is before the before. Yeah, 100%. Which is like yeah. weird. So I never think of it as pre-planning. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like weird. Unless you've planned something and you're planning for that. Yeah, but that's also counted as planning. It's all planning. It's all planning. So let's just call yeah, it planning. It, yeah, well, like planning is fun. Planning as well. Yeah, I do love like spreadsheets. Mm. Spreadsheets are great for for planning of any sort. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just writing down everything that comes to your mind when planning or pre-planning, I feel like it's a really good way of tracking where your mind goes because like you think about a million different things a day. Yeah. Um, So I feel like documenting these really, really help. And I feel like I'm straying off topic, so like stopping at any no, point. This is this is good because we're talking about goals and planning is important for goals. And now we're talking about some strategies. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about spreadsheets. I feel like there are so many different tools that you can use. If you're a very like visual person, you need to see your ideas down mm-hmm. before you begin planning. So this can be your pre-planning, maybe. This could. This is the pre-planning. <laughs> 
Um, we're two non-experts <laughs> trying to come up <laughs> to with figure a it definition. Out. Yeah. Aren't we all? Disclaimer. Yeah. We <laughs> do not condone this 100%. These are just our ideas. It's, yeah. Ideas um, just to get you started on yeah, whatever. Exactly. Um, and it's what's worked for me, I feel like. Yeah. And again, like like we said before, planning um, and goals are so individual mm-hmm. that you have to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. And like people might suggest things that work for them, like spreadsheets, notes, journals, mm-hmm. like all these different apps. But it's about finding what works for you and it can be a trial and error process. Yeah. And I think it's also like really important not to beat yourself up if you don't end up completing a goal. Oh, yeah. Um, as long as 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 long as you've tried I think that's what's most important. And then it's always going to, because it's never going, like, don't look at it as a failure, but more of like, yeah, like what you can learn from it. Like you can learn a lesson from it, which is like, oh, last year's New Year's resolution wasn't that achievable or realistic. This year I'm going to, like I'm going to amend the way I set my goals. Yeah, exactly. And that's an opportunity to learn. So it's not a failure at all. Yeah, and I think that like you sh- if you can't achieve a goal, it doesn't mean that the goal is not achievable. Mm-hmm. You just have to rework it. Yeah, and I sure. really don't believe that there is a goal that you can't achieve. Mm-hmm. Like you can achieve all goals that you set. It's a matter of it that might just take a bit longer mm-hmm. to achieve than what you expected, but you can always achieve anything that you sort of set your mind to, which is yeah. cringy, but like it's true. <laughs> it is true. Um, and you've just, yeah, I think you've just also got to have the will, which might be difficult, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. You, because, like, in order to to reach your goals, you've got to have the will to do it. If you don't have the will to do it, how are you going to reach your goals? So you've got to think about that too. Um, so you've got to also find the motivation, I think, to, yeah. to try and reach for your goals exactly and i feel like through finding yourself you can find your motivation a bit more and what drives you yeah um but yeah yeah and it's it it, like to be frank it is exhausting it is very exhausting to do this but it is well worth it in the long run and along the way you just learn how to do life better and along the way it gets easier as you go so you learn a lot from it um and exhausting's not bad. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's burning you out. Yeah, in which case then um maybe <laughs> go on a little break or something. Yeah, and then in that case exhausting <laughs> yeah. is bad. Yeah. So <laughs> there's good exhausting and there's bad exhausting. Exactly. And you've got to like figure out which you are and what you're comfortable with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, linking back to New Year's, what are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions? I feel, well, I used to grow up thinking New Year's resolutions are bogus because time is a social construct. Yeah. Like, set resolutions and goals anytime you want. You can do it. But as I grow older and, like, a little less cynical, I'm like, okay, to be fair... It is, yes, it might be a social construct. It might be a psychological thing. It might be all made up in our heads. However, it doesn't make it any less real. There's a clear break 
um, that the new year offers us. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it separates, it very clearly separates the new year from the rest of the past 12 months. And it might be all in our heads. It might be a human, like, made-up thing. But it it is what it is. It, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good opportunity to to reevaluate your your life and i feel like if you think it's a good time for that spring cleaning of your mind the spring cleaning of your goals then do it yeah you know yeah exactly marie kondo your life yeah marie kondo your life yeah exactly yeah but i feel like People call it New Year's resolutions for like a reason because like you said, you've got that holiday period and you've actually been given time, you've been given a break um, and it's the perfect time to actually do something with that. Yeah, for sure. And the break definitely gives you a chance to, it gives you more room to step out of like that work mode that you're in all yeah. year round and really get a chance to think a little deeper into what you want in your life and all of your short-term long-term goals um so i think it is really important um if you want to set goals and if you don't feel like setting goals for the new year if you don't feel like you're quite ready for it then that's fine too you know do it whenever you want but if new year's new year's is a good time for you go ahead and do it and like don't wait on it you know yeah yeah exactly and like do you feel like we always have to wait until the new year's i don't believe so i feel like it can be good to think about the new year's resolutions a few months in advance even start thinking about like soft goals or like vague ideas of what you want for your goals because then you have like a like a while to really really sit on it and yeah. think about what you want. And then maybe you can decide to act on them after the New Year's, like for the next year, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that also, it eradicates any chance of you making any like impulsive goals. Yes, yeah. Like, you know? Um, so I think it's good to think about it in advance and then act on it for the New Year. Exactly. And yeah. that's where I was going to say, that's why I feel like sometimes I disagree with this whole concept of New Year's resolutions, because it's often something people will come up 30 seconds before it hits midnight. They're like, oh, New Year's resolution, yeah. this is what it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's always the same things. It's always like, I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to save up more. I'm going to mm-hmm. save this outlandish amount. But no, it's got to yeah. be something real, realistic. Exactly. Um, and like, it can be like, those less important soft goals can be like, I'm going to go for more walks. Yeah. That's a bit more like reasonable rather than I'm yeah. going to hit the gym every single day when I haven't the past year at all. Yeah. You know, don't and even have a gym yeah. membership. That's a, that's a huge yeah. commitment. That's exactly. a huge thing to say that you're going to do. It's a huge major life change, um, lifestyle change. So that's something to take into account. Exactly. And also the fact that habits take, I believe it's like 60, between 30, 60 or 90 days or something to actually develop. It's like a, like a pretty extended period of time. And you're essentially telling yourself you'll wake up one morning Mm -hmm. and you'll go and do something every day. Yeah. Which 
you'll either burn out, I feel like, or you'll lose the motivation because it doesn't come from a place of like a genuine want to do that more yeah. just like impulse or yeah. adrenaline in the moment. Yeah. And you're going to get overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, so that's not going to work out in the long run. It's more important to start small with these major lifestyle changes, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. So how do you think then this affects and improves our productivity for the year coming? I feel like, so with setting smaller goals, smaller, more achievable goals and like reevaluating them and evaluating yourself and your um, productivity with it every month or so can help increase productivity because you get motivated by like, oh, I actually managed to, to complete these goals. And yeah, yeah, they might be small, but you did it. Whereas like if you set outlandish goals and like unachievable goals um, and you didn't, you, let's say they are like you achieved more than what, like, like a s smaller soft goal or something like that. Yeah. Um, you still wouldn't feel that, that sense of achievement or accomplishment because you ultimately you have failed and yeah. you can try and like reframe that mindset, but it's like, how do you like it's hard to measure you're going to feel some sort of like lack of motivation from it and yeah. then that's gonna like make you really for lack of better word upset yeah um definitely. and then not as motivated so i feel like that's more like apart from the long-term goal like not the long-term goal so one year's short-term goal but shorter term month by month or even week by week if you have the time to do that yeah can be really helpful in productivity because exactly. like look at you go girl like you did yeah. it yeah even just like saving a dollar a day or something like that if yeah. you haven't been doing that you know exactly and i feel like new year's resolutions can be good because you can really set yourself up for a goal that you can do across the entire year coming up it doesn't have to be something that you just do in january like it can be something you can work towards, make it more realistic um, and give yourself maybe that's like your new hobby mm -hmm. for the next year. Yeah, well. for sure. And you can totally gamify it if you want. Yeah. Like I don't have any ideas off the top of my head, but like, you know, I, there are tons of apps now with yeah. that help with like goal setting, habit tracking or yeah. like or finance planning or something like that. That, that feel like games. Yeah. Um. So that's something to like think about and explore if you want to gamify something. Exactly. Like, for example, if your goal is to be less distracted while you do your work, while you work from home, um, there is this app, I believe, on your laptop or like a browser screen or something um, where it's this plant and if you like change tabs or if you, you know, go outside of the like window you're supposed to be working on your plant dies <gasps> yeah oh so, i know so the motivation is to keep yeah. your plant alive oh so, that sounds fun actually doesn't it yeah because yeah, plants yeah. are cute we don't want to kill them so yeah. it's like yeah i'm not gonna game. lie though i feel like i might end up going on my phone instead or like on my other i think <laughs> that you yeah actually i honestly <laughs> don't know the logistics to that one i don't know if it's still viable but, yeah but it is it is a good like try it's a good attempt and also like you could probably just leave your phone outside somewhere yeah like, unreachable or like you know you're not gonna want to leave your study room so yeah. you just like leave your 
your phone in your bedroom or something like that sets and forgets yeah that kind of thing exactly yeah or like give your phone to someone else and be like hey don't give this to me until i'm done yeah but don't live with someone else or like the cats. only other yeah cats <laughs> i don't know if that's a good idea i feel like he might do some undesirable stuff to it he's always like messing my stuff up oh so, then don't, don't yeah. give it to the cat don't give mm-hmm. phones to your cats yeah I'll, I think I'll just hide it somewhere and forget. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Um, we've, now we've talked about some of these like challenges that we might come across. <laughs> um, not cat specific, but what are some of the other challenges you think might arise when we're planning and implementing New Year's goals or resolutions? I feel like one of the biggest challenges if you aren't attuned with yourself and your wants and your needs is figuring out what you want or what you need and figuring out what's a want and what's a need. It's hard to distinguish the two if you haven't done enough introspection. Um, So that's one of the biggest challenges. And the other one is also trying to ascertain what's realistic, um, and what's achievable because it's all relative and it's all pretty subjective to yourself someone else might feel like it's achievable but you with whatever like weight you have in your life it might not be achievable for you yeah and you've got to like kind of be aware of that you've got to be aware of what you have going on in your life and you can't shortchange yourself you can't be like well other people have so many other things in their lives and they can definitely do this so mm-hmm. i've got to do it too um because everyone has different mental capacities yeah. so you've got to like be really aware of that i think that's really important self-awareness i think yeah definitely. Um, and that's the biggest challenge because it's not just about like being aware of your faults it's being aware of how good you're at certain things too yeah. And it's giving yourself credit where credit is due yeah. and not comparing yourself to other people. Definitely. Um, and that's the hardest thing, I feel like. Yeah, and to like add on to that, I feel like, yeah, we're talking about creating a roadmap for the new year, but I feel like it shouldn't be the be-all and end-all, like mm-hmm. this goal that you're yeah. trying to set or the multiple goals you're trying to set. It shouldn't be like what everything is riding on, like I need to accomplish this goal so I can be happy. Yeah, It's more like let me set a goal that will contribute towards the person I want to be. Yeah. yeah, and even if you don't complete the goal, it's – you still make progress yeah and you've got to like you have to pat yourself on the back for that you have to recognize that that's still progress exactly and that's better than not having done anything at all yeah make your goal your little side quest don't make it your entire life yeah exactly we love side quests yeah we love side quests yeah exactly (laughs) it's not like what we're focusing Mm -hmm. on because you've got so much going on in your life Mm -hmm. it's just like this little thing that you know you can do you've got the time and the space you've got an entire year it could Mm -hmm. be two years it could be the rest of your life Mm -hmm. um so yeah you've got time Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and a little reward at the end of it at the end of the side quest even if you've only completed half of it yeah buy yourself that like i don't know record player that you've been wanting like something not too expensive not to like not just a coffee like something that's 
equivalent to the work that you've done for the year. And exactly. I feel like that would be really good motivation. Yeah. And let someone know, someone you trust, someone you feel comfortable with, know what you're working on yeah. so that they can also help recognize your good achievements because we're so good at just being critics of mm -hmm. ourselves yeah. and not, like you said, giving credit where credit is due. Mm -hmm. So if you let someone else know, they'll be able to support you. You'll mm -hmm. be able to have guidance as well, um, especially if the goal you're working on is something they're working on too, buddy mm -hmm. up or like if they've accomplished a similar goal, they can be a little mentor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we've talked a bit about different stages of the journey, like coming up with our goals, what we do when we actually get to the new year and even long term. So how do we begin to kickstart this plan and this journey? What are some actionable strategies you think we could use? I think like I said before, the first step, self-reflection um actionable strategy wise it like to turn it into something that's actionable maybe daily journaling and if you don't have time to journal daily which is fair enough yeah maybe try weekly and it doesn't even have to be like intense and deep you know just write about what you've been daydreaming about or something like that yeah. maybe you you can document what you've been daydreaming about <laughs> yeah. and then you'll find something in your subconscious or something like that that, yeah. you know, um, you can refer back to. Exactly. Because, like, honestly, we don't really remember every single thing we think about throughout the day. So, like, even just writing something like that, documenting it and then referring back to it can help a lot and also figure out where you are at emotionally um, and it doesn't, yeah, again, it doesn't have to be like serious, like sit down with a bullet journal and like do it every day or like you, you failed at something, just mm. write something in your notes. It can be a sentence or two. It can be just like writing about how you feel. It can be just a couple of words. It's fine. But that's just something that you can do to get yourself a bit more aware of, um, where you are at in life. Um, I think. Yeah. And um, second thing, I feel like this doesn't have to go in order, um, but with the introspection, I feel like having some alone time is really important. Yeah. And um, talking to yourself. I do this thing where I do video diaries and I just talk about my day. Like, and yes, like having someone else there to like be a sounding board can be really helpful, but sometimes you kind of need to do it for yourself. Yeah. So that's really important. Definitely. Um, I don't know why I numbered these because I don't feel like there's really an order to it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I think as far as actionable steps go, I feel like that's the main one yeah that's totally fair and like on the line of daydreaming just like before Marie was daydreaming <laughs> about having a resolutions mentor um, it comes to you at random points so sometimes having a journal or even if you want to type it out or yeah. I don't know voice memo it like keep it somewhere and I feel like that's the way you kickstart it by doing that introspection and that thinking and that's what will sort of bring about that goal like yeah. what's something that you want to work on mm -hmm. you through your journaling you might be like oh wow like here's a gap 
Mm-hmm. I want to work on this. And through doing some reflection, I figured that out. Yeah. And yeah. like speaking about the little daydream side thing that I just did with like, oh, I wish I had a mentor. That's exactly like what I'm talking about. Yeah. I should write that down. Like maybe I, I do want a mentor. Yeah. I just like I thought about it like vaguely for a while. I just didn't write it down if I'm being yeah. honest. But now that you mention it. I do want a mentor for like photography and stuff like that. So yeah. maybe that's something that I can work on, like finding a mentor in the next year. Exactly. Like sometimes we joke about things when we're talking with our friends and we're like, oh, how funny would this be? But like if we take a moment to actually realize what we just said, like it came from a place of curiosity mm-hmm. and curiosity doesn't have to be just like, oh, that was for fun. I don't mm-hmm. have to follow through with that. That can mm-hmm. be like, oh, maybe this will lead somewhere. Yeah, I think it's also really important to like not hold yourself to whatever everyone else is doing because yeah. I don't know anyone like no one that I know has a mentor has yeah. like gone out to find a mentor yeah so it's just never been in like my sphere of thinking it's yeah. never been like oh that's something normal to do I know how to do that I don't know how to do it but you know what I want to do it so like I'm gonna figure out how to do that Yeah, and there's so many different ways you can do things and, like, journaling, it's underrated but it's basic. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be journaling. You can figure out your own way to do it. There's so many different ways. You can talk to yourself. You can find someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure there's different, like, online tools and resources. Yeah, or even, like, art therapy can be a form Mm -hmm. of journaling. Yeah, Exactly. I feel like there's so many different things that we can use. Um, And on the lines of strategies, I'd like to jump into our practices and habits debrief. So you're very familiar with this. My favourite section. Your favourite section, yes. Um, So we'll extrapolate a bit more on these strategies and I'd like to ask what what practice do you use to enhance your goal setting? I do a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. Um, And I feel like I've iterated this too many times almost (laughs) during the episode but truly I can't I can't emphasize enough how important self-reflection is um I feel like it's so underrated a lot of people like especially when you first start it's really difficult to overcome that like anxiety of like oh this is uncomfortable I don't want to admit that I feel a certain way or that I want a certain thing in life because it's like kind of stepping out of your comfort zone, right? Sometimes people like to ignore the emotions. Sometimes you might get, you might have unwanted emotions, things like envy or whatever it is, but you kind of have to recognize that it's human to go through all these things and kind of address it and acknowledge all of it and um, and I feel like it just makes you a bit more self-aware and then figure out, eventually figure out what you want in life. Yeah. And um, yeah, figuring yourself out is so important and it's so rewarding. It's very gratifying to like figure out who you are as a person and not like just go along with whatever everyone else is doing. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I've rambled a bit too much about that, but that's a practice that I really like to do, reflect daily Um, And again, it's not something that I think you have to, like, if you don't want to do it, you can't force yourself to do it. But whenever you want to do it, whenever you feel like thinking about it, it, sit down and like write it out, whatever you're thinking. And eventually it forms into a habit. 
like we were talking about mm-hmm. exactly and like you said I feel like with journaling some people work well with being like I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna journal right now mm-hmm. but some people would you agree are like I'm gonna journal when I feel like it absolutely and yeah. one of those people um that journals whenever I feel like it because I feel like telling myself I have to do this every single day just puts me off even more yeah and that's how some people might operate as well yeah. um and I just get this like rebellion thing right like especially if I say I'm gonna do this every single day and then I don't do it yeah and then I get upset at myself so I can't do that to myself mm. I'll just do it whenever I want and it ha- it just so happens that I do it quite often like at least once a week yeah exactly. so that's good for me <laughs> yeah it's good for you <laughs> no that sounds really great and do you find that there are any challenges to this practice that you do definitely um lots of challenges finding the time is a huge struggle um especially when you're busy with work and then a million different hobbies it's difficult to find the time but then if you start thinking of it as like something that you want to do you want to do so that you feel better yeah it's it makes it a bit easier and less like a chore you know um so i think that's how you can overcome that challenge um and also thinking about it like one of your hobbies Mm. um, might help very important um so it's all about mindset really um and then another challenge i feel like is being like having enough courage to admit um when you have emotions that you don't want necessarily like maybe they might be really undesirable like i said before like anger maybe you have anger no one likes to be angry or maybe some people do but like i don't (laughs) i don't like to be angry so i don't like to admit it but like you've got to have the courage to admit that you're angry before you can move on with it and like maybe you don't want to you don't want to admit that you want something life for example some people don't want to admit that they want marriage. Yeah. But you have to have the courage to admit when you want something or you're never going to be able to work towards that. Um, so, yeah, I think those are the biggest challenges, I feel like. Yeah, that inner scope hosting you is coming out <laughs> with the marriage examples. I Yeah, I hear a lot about marriage in, in Relascope hear a lot about it do i want marriage <laughs> the big question that is a big question mm. not in the next five years yeah well yeah. stay tuned yeah. for that rollerscope episode stay tuned that will be well, when i yeah. come on your show we'll <laughs> talk about marriage about that yes the big questions um awesome and how do you feel like this practice of like self-reflection has helped improve your productivity i think that self-reflection <clears throat> has helped me unwind a lot yeah. and kind of let loose on a lot of emotions. Um, before I started like doing this practice of reflecting on myself and reflecting on my goals and emotions and everything like that, I felt like I was always on edge because I didn't know what was happening with me. I didn't know what was setting me off. Yeah. And then that like made me really anxious at work and then it made me think about so many things and spiral a lot when during work and then it really affected my um it really affected my performance yeah um 
And that may be something that a lot of people, a lot of people might perform well at work anyway, without, um, without the self-reflection. But I think that has helped the process a lot. Uh, it has made it a lot easier to be productive because I feel like I am performing relatively well still, like about the same, but it has made me like look forward to work a lot more. It has yeah. made me feel a lot more like in the zone when I'm at work because outside of work, I'm I'm realizing things and I'm getting my emotions out and I don't have to do that during work. I don't have to like yeah. think about it all the time during work anymore. I get it out aside from all that work time, you know, um, and then I have all the time that I, all that time to focus on what I need to focus on. Yeah. That's really good. I feel like that in itself is like a really great accomplishment because a lot of people bring their personal life into work and it can really impact their ability to be focused and be centered and totally yeah. concentrate on what they're doing. Yeah. And yeah. it's totally like, I feel like it's a human experience thing. Like no one's going to get it right from the start. Every one of us has brought our like personal lives, let our personal lives mm. like affect our schoolwork or our like work work. And that's okay. Like it's okay to mess up. It's okay to like accidentally bring your personal life into work. It's part of the experience, but you know, trying to move forward with it um, is what counts. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you for listening to me. Yeah, of course. Now, as you know, we've got our open mic section. Oh, I forgot about that. Now, I've decided to hijack it a bit. Okay. Um, and I thought that we could talk about your New Year's resolutions. My New Year's resolutions. Your okay. thoughts around them. If you've thought of it, where are you going with it? Are you going to have one? Yes, I will be having some, a couple of hard resolutions it's it sounds a bit boring but i need to i need to go to italy in 2025 because of my best friend's wedding oh. um so financial goals there to set myself up for yeah. being able to go to italy for my friend's wedding um so i'm hoping to save at least like a thousand a month, which sounds ridiculous, but it's going to be manageable, definitely for sure. <laughs> definitely for sure. Definitely for sure. She's that sure. sure that it's definitely, definitely for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be achievable. Um, and yeah, I've done the numbers. It's going to be, it's going to be really manageable. So I am excited for that. Nice. I don't think I've ever like aimed to save a thousand dollars a month it's always been like 700 something like that which yeah. is like not too little not too much i feel like that's modest right yeah but um i've also been impulse purchasing a lot my entire life which is why it's like yeah so i'm going to like hold back on the impulse spending a little bit yeah um and hopefully that's those two uh, the most important and the soft goals i hope to get my learners oh, <laughs> finally yeah yeah because i tried to do it like two years ago yeah and then i freaked out because i didn't get full marks on the learners practice test oh. and i being the perfectionist i am i was like i can't do it until i get full marks 
<laughs> you know, was, I totally get that. I just didn't take it because I was like, I yeah, I got like 85% or 90% or something like that. But what if during the real one, I get one question wrong <gasps> and then I'll have to retake it. So that's yeah. too much pressure. I can't do it. Fair enough. But this time around, I'm just going to go for it. I got this. Yeah. I'm, And I have decided to get a friend to sit there with me and make me do it. No, that's so fair. Because I need the emotional support. <laughs> you definitely do. I remember I would have lacked some emotional support when I did mine. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely good that you're planning yeah. this. So, um, yeah, I think that that's another piece of advice probably is like if you find it difficult to go and do something yourself, yeah. get a friend to sit down with you for more support because yeah. that's really helpful. A little accountability buddy. Yeah. Well, yeah. those sound like cute little goals you've got for yourself and you seem like you've pre-planned. I have. Done I, some pre-planning. Yeah, I did. I, I looked up all of the, um, the flight ticket prices which actually unavailable at this yet, point in time yeah but i looked at other months like similar traffic periods yeah um to get a gauge of how much it'd be um and then i kind of like added my rent for the whole month on top of that and an extra like month of rent just in case um and that's also because like i've got to take time off work yeah so i i've got to be prepared for like I'm not going to have any income there and then I've also got to send my cat to someone's place um probably <laughs> like pet boarding or something like that so that's a lot to take into account mm. so I've done the numbers ran through spreadsheets did the pre-planning I think that's counted as pre-planning that is pre-planning yeah there we go <laughs> see this is what happens when you pre-plan guys <laughs> yes. so maybe it does exist yeah so I can be sure that with that's um time frame of like a thousand dollars a month i can get there plus more and again that thousand dollars a month idea it's it's going to set me up to have enough room to where if i only am able to achieve like 75 percent of that goal i still have enough to yeah. do my thing yeah safety Sorry. net yeah safety net exactly yeah Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and oh, coming you. on the show and talking about all this. Thank you so much for having me. This yeah, is really fun. Of course. You should come on Rallyscope sometime. I would love to come on Rallyscope. I don't know if anyone knows this, but Rallyscope is my favorite <laughs> podcast. So I want. I really want to be a guest on Rallyscope so bad. Amazing. We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. It's in the works. Pre-planning. 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 <laughs> there we go. Well. Again, thank you so much, Marie. You're welcome. And yeah, for everyone else listening, don't forget to check out Marie's podcast, which are Relascope and the Personal Science Atlas. Am I correct? Oh, it's Self-Improvement Atlas. Self-Improvement Atlas. <laughs> you can tell that I don't listen to that one. But <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. All Marie's details are in the description below. But Happy New Year, everyone. And we'll see you guys next time. You have been listening to Work in Progress the Personal Productivity Science Insights podcast produced by the Life Management Science Labs. Listen to episodes from LMSL's 10 Life Management Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or other podcasting apps on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps other people find it and us grow to bring you more quality resources. 
More of our work can be found on our website, pp.lmsl.net, where you can join our movement. I'm Joanna. Thanks for tuning in.